0: Hey guys, Taylor here from Game Devs Quest with this week's quick tip. Are you new to game development but don't know where to start? Our best advice is to pick an engine, any engine, whether it's Unreal, Unity, Game Maker, whatever. Pick an engine and just get started today. The sooner you start, the more you practice, the better you'll get, and eventually you'll have a game that you've made.
1: Welcome to Game Devs Quest, your once weekly podcast chronicling our journeys into game devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. What's up, everybody? Um, This is kind of like strange because uh, to you guys, we haven't missed a beat, we've been by you every single week. Monday in, Monday out. However, to me and Taylor, little glimpse behind the curtain, uh, we sh- we've taken like a three-week hiatus now. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, bizarre. <laughs> which is the first time we've done that all year. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, i not going to lie, buddy, I missed you. I've missed you too. I know, it's been odd.
0: I, uh, I mean, we've texted and stuff here and there. Throughout the last couple of weeks, because we have and sexted. Well, that too, yeah, but <laughs> but that's a given. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, we've uh, we've missed a lot. A lot has happened in the last three weeks. I don't know anything that's going on with you, so it's it's been a weird feeling. But uh, things have been awesome on my end. I've been uh, trucking <laughs> along doing all kinds of game dev, but we can get all in that in a minute. Let's first talk about challenges, dude. <laughs> Cause we, All right, bro. We asked about, or we hadn't done a challenge in forever, and so the last episode we we did uh, offer some challenges to each other, and I completely forgot about it during the last three weeks. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> how'd you do but on you your challenge? But you were pretty adamant when you texted me that you succeeded your challenge, even though even though I didn't. I would argue <laughs> philosophically, morally legally (laughs) you didn't but hey you know what spiritually sure (laughs) yeah
0: well we did pass our team challenge which was to come up with some quick tips and we did that very last minute before our podcast aired but we got some quick tips going uh if you guys have any quick tips about game dev or life or what have you send them to us tweet them to us uh, gdq at com. email us we'd you love... can also
1: tweet them like you know because uh i mean if you could fit it in 240 characters then it's an absolute it's like true to the spirit of quick tips yeah so feel free also to tweet true. us too yep at game devs quest yep um but yeah so <clears throat> we we'll succeeded them in all there
0: forms. and uh i will continue to claim that i succeeded my challenge which was to hop on steam install click team fusion and do the first tutorial I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll claim but that you I, did, I'll apparently. i claim that I did. So I, um, uh, purchased Pico 8, which is, they call it a fantasy console, but it's essentially a, uh, 8-bit, uh, game engine where you can make, you can write code, you can draw sprites, you can build maps, and also develop sounds and songs, and, uh part of the three weeks the past three weeks has been doing the crass jam uh good buddy krassenstein legit streamer hosted a a game jam called crass uh, the crass jam and it was really interesting uh i didn't really plan on doing it but as i'm starting to get more and more into the twitch community uh i felt compelled to do so and uh I thought, hey, I picked up Pico 8. This is a good opportunity to try and learn. And so I did the crass jam using Pico 8, and uh, I didn't finish my game exactly. I ran into some problems, but I did learn a lot about Pico 8. It's really fun. Uh, I encourage anyone who's just getting into game dev who wants to learn how a game is made from start to finish to pick up Pico 8. It's 15 bucks. Uh, it just it's very self-contained you're you're limited in many ways Um, like for instance Pico 8 uses the Lua game or uh, the Lua programming language which I'd never used before and I guess it strips out a lot of the main or it doesn't include some of the main libraries that most Lua programmers use so it's just like bare minimum stuff you have to code at most everything on your own the sprites are all eight by eight um there's even a limitation on like the amount of of uh words you can use in your scripts and parts of the map that you can develop in in the game engine share the same memory as the second half of the sprite uh strip that you can build so it's like it's very limiting which we've talked about before having constraints just really frees you kind of and and makes yeah. you be creative and so it was fun learning i want to continue learning pico 8 um so for the crass jam he krassenstein found this website where you can type in anything really it has like a seed and he had people type in their twitch names and then generate three random um, themes for your game. So everybody had a different theme, which was fun. And my three themes uh, I ended up combining. And what it ended up being, my theme was, you're a scientist who annoys guards by slapping them. <laughs> and uh, so my game was called Slap Happy Scientist. Uh <laughs> And I got it so that like you control this little sprite character, you wander around this little city, and there are these guards that kind of walk around and patrol the area. And you can kind of like walk up to them and slap them. And I was trying to work out some collision bugs that I was having before the game was, was due, and I failed to do that. So you can play it. It's up on our itch.io page. You can at least just see what it is. Um, so, instead of learning Click Team Fusion, the reason why I say that I uh succeeded was because I used a different game engine, Pico eight, so I Well, hope...
1: <laughs> and the one the one reason i I will say that you know i spiritually you're in the right place was because <clears throat> the whole thing that kind of spawned game dev's quest was this one humble bundle package way back when. <laughs> last year sometime uh or the beginning of the year rather and it was a game dev humble bundle and in it it had click team fusion and it had uh some pixel editors like pixel edit and marmoset hexels it also had some like sprite illuminator uh yeah sprite illuminator also had like some sprite editor type things but it also had uh uh pico eight, 8. pico eight yeah <laughs> and um i tried to get taylor in on this game dev thing but he wouldn't really buy it i did end up buying him like the base package which i think it didn't even come with pixel edit did it did you buy that no, no it did.
0: it did come with pixel edit it came with so pixel it... edit and click team fusion and that sprite whatever it's yeah. called yeah 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 dude i was like well we can just use uh unity for free why do I need this stuff? And then now I'm like, those are uh-huh. fun
1: toys. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> and They're fun toys. Like, um, you know, I don't know. It's just fun to use, like to go from pixel edit and then hop into Marmoset Hexels. Oh, yeah. They're very similar, but they just offer like a, a way more varied, um, a way more varied, I guess, experience and like different tools in general. So it's kind of yeah. fun to see. Like, remember we used pixel edit uh for a lot of the iceberg yep but then for castle uh, master faster blaster thank you we used marmoset hexels which kind of lend it a a, you know a different look and we used just like the you know very smallest resolution yeah but uh it ended up kind of lending it a very fun cartoony look and it did it's very stylized i guess in a way
0: yeah i always enjoy the art on that. Uh but yeah, um, I'm totally kicking myself that I didn't get that cuz I mean, I don't mind supporting uh Pico 8 and everything, but it would have been nice to get it well, in that you, pack. You could have supported them and a charity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I so I picked up Pico 8 for 15, but then there's also uh Box-a-tron, which is kind of like Pico 8's 3D brother. Uh yeah, and you can get them in a I pack for have. 20 bucks. Yeah. So
1: but yeah, th- I'm pretty sure I got that whole bundle for like $12. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I just yeah. have to lord it over you because, because, I mean, granted, I think Humble Bundle might be losing its appeal since it was bought out by IGN a few weeks ago. Yep. Um, I've noticed that it's just kind of run differently, and I'm not a big fan of the changes. Uh, I'm actually never a fan of... Significant change, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, especially uh, in tools that I've started really relying on. Humble Bundle being one of them. The other one being Google Calendars. Screw you, Google. Did they change? Yeah, it's like almost the same, but it's just different enough. Bummer. I don't Um, use it like
0: enough to notice. I
1: guess. Oh God, dude! I like live my life by Google Mm -hmm. Calendars. Because, of, uh, you know, just everybody's varying schedules and just makes it easier to have mine already laid out. And then I can just email it to somebody if I need to.
0: Yeah, it's true. I have yours uh, shared with me, so I typically at yeah. least know when you have something scheduled.
1: Yeah, but, I have yours shared with me as well, but all that's ever on there is pay Chase credit card <laughs> you <know> each month. <laughs> Which I need to do, by the way. But, <laughs> I know. It's almost the
0: third. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, real quick, before I hop into your uh, your challenge, I did want to shout out somebody who... Uh, it was so cool what happened. So, um, there's this guy that I see uh, tweeting about PicoA all the time, and... One night, I w- after I finished a stream, I was looking on Twitter and I saw this tweet by this guy. He goes by M. Boffin, I think that's how he pronounces it, and he was talking about the importance of learning t- to code. And he was speaking at this like kind of NASA talk for, I think, for kids. And his talk was called something like um, "It took thousands of gallons of fuel to uh, to get." to get humans to the moon but it took millions of lines of code and uh so he did this talk at nasa and he he demonstrated like the importance of code using pico 8 and i was like god i've been hearing about this pico 8 thing all the time and i checked it out and i was like wow this is awesome i really want this and i did some research and ended up buying it well, when I was streaming the Crass Jam, M. Boffin like got on my stream, and I did not know that it was him. Like, I didn't know it was the nice. guy that was tweeting, and he was on my stream hanging out with me, and he was like helping me with eight. <clears throat> and turns out he's from Portland, and he's like a main person in Pig Squad. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I was like, dude, this is so cool. Um, and uh, you guys should check him out because he has. Like a lot of cool games on uh, itch.io, or if you go to the Pico 8 store, you can find some of his games. He put out this thing, I did not, I was not aware of what a Zine is, but um, there's these, I guess they're kind of like mini publications, and he put out this Zine uh, that's kind of like a tutorial on how to use Pico 8. And if anyone is new to Pico 8 and they want to learn it, you need to check out the Zine by Mboff. And I'll try and find a link that we can post to but
1: what is what is a zine
0: it's like a an article like a post like a basically you just download a pdf and it's like a like a mini book basically that like, has
1: like a tutorial like a zine
0: oh is it zine is that how you say
1: it I Z- i yeah, Z- i don't uh, know i've never heard of a zine but i've heard of a zine it's, which sounds oh, like what you're describing
0: it's probably short for magazine huh yeah
1: <laughs> well there you go <laughs> i was like god
0: i don't know what this is but but yeah. hey,
1: dude. Shows that you're reading. So, hey, good for you.
0: <laughs> it's true. So that was just really, like, flattering and humbling to have him on my on my stream. It was really cool. And dude, that's great. And
1: like super topical. Like we were just talking about Pig Squad. So yeah,
0: totally. I know it's awesome. Uh, and there, what else was just like so cool about it was, he told me like, and now it's funny because, I'm like featured on this website all the time, but Ludum Dare or Ludum Dare, on their website, they have this uh, kind of sidebar that has like their calendar and everything, but they also feature a stream uh, and it shows it in their website. And he was like, yeah, I saw your your stream on the Ludum Dare website. I was like, what? And (laughs) so when I stream, sometimes if you go to their website, you'll see my stream like being featured on their website which is just insane oh, <laughs> because that's li- really great. <laughs> yeah. Cause Ludum Dare is like this worldwide huge game jam and uh, yeah, it was just kind of cool. So that was really cool. Damn. M. Boffin is legit. He's really good at teaching and really good at Pico eight. So if you guys get a chance, check him out. Sorry, I'm dominating the conversation, but it's all right. How did your challenge go? Yours was to uh, do three videos from the Udemy course.
1: Yep, and I did three videos from the Udemy course uh 3 weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you remember and, what they were about? Oh yeah, dude, I'm in the brick breaker. Nice. How's that going? Um m- m- what? How's that going? Uh it's going good. And actually uh, and that I guess that's like one reason I wish maybe we wouldn't have put off the podcast cuz I probably would have stuck with it more.
0: Yeah, cuz I would have been hounding
1: you. <laughs> Yeah. And not only that, but yeah, it would just, it would just would have, I would have felt a little bit more accountable to do it because I did the three right away and I felt really accomplished. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was like so freaking busy. Yeah. That, you know, any, any excuse to like not have done it, I just seized upon. So, like, after we didn't podcast, I was like, well, I got other sh- crap I got to do. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I had, like, pretty much a mild mental breakdown, like, every day of November. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, I was just like, how did I get here in my life? Like, like, I got to start saying no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I had this big issue where, you know, um, where I, I like taking on side projects, and I like taking on like learning new things it's like Mm -hmm. the only time i feel like truly good about myself is like when i'm sort of like busy learning yeah and um yeah november was like a big one for that you know it's like was trying to kind of stay afloat with um game dev i'm also been learning blacksmithing naNoWriMo was in full swing uh, I had my contract for the musical theater, which is now in full swing. Today is opening night. In case anybody was is curious, today is uh, it's the first of December. So yep. um, our Christmas concert is in full swing, and um, yeah, when I got the music for it, it's like, oh boy, I gotta I have a lot of work to do. So <laughs> I dedicated a lot of time to just you know practicing my chops, making sure that when it comes time to play that. You know, I can <clears throat> not suck. <laughs> um, and then, God, what else? Like, I don't know. And then just like work in general. So it's like all of these things. And I would come home every night and I, re- I would go to bed like at 11 or 1130. And I would like lay there. And in the moments before I'd go to sleep, it would be like, shit, I got all that to do tomorrow. <laughs> and it's like literally from the moment I wake up at like seven till the moment I get home at like. Ten or ten thirty, my day was just smack full of stuff. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's both discouraging, but also empowering in a way. Well, yeah, being busy but is
0: is a good thing. I mean, it, it when you when you think about how you don't have any free time, it kind of sucks. But
1: yeah, it I means will say, you're like doing they, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and well, and science science has shown time and time again that humans are happiest when they're busy. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't played a video game pretty much since we got back from Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um which both kind of sucks and is great at the same time. I guess I did try to fit in some gameplay like before. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I did. Um but uh, it's both kind of sad but also kind of like liberating.
0: Mhm.
1: Um I've like the biggest chunk of my time though, like free time has been just like poured into reading. Uh, cause we've had, you know, uh, oh, yeah, you guys dude. have heard us talk about it. Like me and Taylor been hard at work on a new podcast with our buddy Kurt and, um, I'm freaking addicted to nonfiction books. Oh, I love them, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I got a Amazon order the other day of like 10 books. <laughs> no, for real dude. So, um, so me and Taylor, we, we <clears throat> are working with our buddy Kurt on a book club podcast and, and. I don't know. Is it too early? Should I like spoil the books that we've read or no? No, go for it. So uh, the format of the podcast is that we uh, read a book and then we record a podcast and dissect the book. Uh, primarily, I, like we haven't explicitly said it, but I'm pretty sure like we're all on the same page that it's like primarily nonfiction, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so the first book we read was Sapiens by uh, Yuval Harari. Yeah. I think uh, we talked about was... that a little bit fucking revelation god yeah you should all read it it's so good <laughs> and uh, we'll have that podcast up and and eventually we'll have it like actually up and available for everybody it's not out yet yeah Um, next book we read was Taylor's Choice Hiroshima we're gonna record that podcast later today which is exciting yeah Um, freaking that book was yeah dude illuminating it, yeah it was intense uh, the next one we're reading is uh, Diary of a Young Girl or the Diary of Anne Frank uh, which like I'm pretty well into and I get pretty much heartbroken like every time uh-huh. I just think about like the actual outcome. Like the other day I actually like cried a little bit. I was Dude, like, it's so sucks. sad. I was I haven't started,
0: but uh God I was thinking one day I was so every day at work I have to walk around our library and check to make sure all of the computers are working before the public can come in to use them. And normally I like listen to music or podcasts while I'm doing that. But one day I left my headphones at my desk and I was just walking around and I was, I picked up the book and I was just thinking about it and it's like, God, that little girl died in the Holocaust. And yeah, like how many times have you heard an Anne Frank joke?
1: Yeah. I actually like, realized how f- in like poor fucking taste they were. God, like, dude, she is like. She was a pretty amazing little girl, like, from, like, I mean, the thing that breaks my heart, I mean, and it shouldn't have to be like this, but it is for me because I'm a cold, heartless bastard. But, like, reading it, it, I see so much of myself and what she's writing.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Like, there is a part where she's describing her schooling before she fled her house uh, where she's, like, Kind of going head to head with her teachers. And I was like, holy shit, this is me. This is it. I did this in high school where she's like chattering away in class. So her like teacher assigns her an essay, you know, about like talking in class. Like, why is it bad or something? And so she spends more energy on coming up with a smart ass like. <laughs> retort in her essay that she does actually writing the damn thing uh, that's funny and of course she gets in trouble again and again after that so she has to write three essays where each time she writes a freaking like she pours all of this energy into like one-upping the teacher <laughs> that and sounds I like, exactly I, like you I dude. know <laughs> when you read that part you're probably gonna just like facepalm and like i did the same thing yeah, I one time had to write an apology letter to the principal for being late from lunch or something like that or <laughs> ditching school. So I wrote it in the most excruciating detail I could possibly muster up. And I eked out 32 pages <laughs> of an apology letter. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just like, dude, she didn't even like get a chance. Oh, it just fucking destroys me when I think about it. Like, yeah, like we we're all we were all those kids. Right. Yeah, somebody fucking like took it upon themselves to like kill her Ugh. in a pretty like horrific fashion. And uh for some reason like we think enough time has passed that we can make jokes about it, but uh, the reason I chose it the reason I chose it to read is that um it seems extremely topical right now uh, in the United States and uh you know a lot of people are going to say that I'm being I guess hyperbolic or whatever, but um, the truth is that uh, a lot of the stuff that happened back then, like, didn't happen overnight. They happened gradually, and I don't even like entertaining the idea that we could get there again. So, yeah. Um. For reals, and I man. don't believe that we will. But. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so. Not to kill the mood, but you guys interested in following along with our podcast, uh, you can go ahead and read those books along with us or just follow our discussion as we read them. We're going to try and get conversations posted up. Yeah. But yeah, so that's been the the primary sink in my time. Um, nice, dude. Well... Yeah, I bought a lot of extra books. I've been reading other other nonfiction books at the same time, unfortunately, so I've actually been trying to like hold back, but I realized that if I don't just like read them and I like wait for my choices in the podcast, it's going to be like years. years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the so I'm on the opposite
0: scale where like for Hiroshima, I was like, I, I just finished it like maybe a couple days ago, you know? Yeah. And, and it's am. pretty short. And <laughs> same with like the, so I texted you this, the uh, version of, Diary of a Young Girl that I got is like 350 pages or something, and yeah. like with my current schedule, that seems like it's gonna be very hard for me to achieve, like finish reading that. But I
1: I'll make it happen. <laughs> Dude, I'll say it's pretty gripping. Yeah, <clears throat> like it. it I re- I burned. I burned through like, you know, I think I'm on like, I don't know. I don't know where I am, but I burned through. 50 pages at least like on the first time I opened the book yeah and I probably could have kept going and it's like Hiroshima I mean I read Hiroshima in like two hours but (laughs) (laughs) but it's because like one lends itself to like reading a little bit than better than the other one does like Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, don't know I, didn't, I, I didn't know if you were going to continue or not <laughs> yeah I was going to but anyway also NaNoWriMo ended last night at midnight and um, I'm happy to report that I lost yet again <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun I I had a lot more fun this NaNoWriMo than I have any other NaNoWriMo just because I managed to get my brother involved yeah you guys were going like you were chatting about it on our discord all
0: the time. And I felt kind of bad because I dropped off. And at one point I read that Jason was like, Hey, if you guys want to read like my six chapters, like here it is or whatever. And I was like, I saw it like a few days afterwards and I was like, shit, six chapters. I don't have time for that. I'm so sorry, Jason.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little bit of a commitment to read as well. Like I read his first six chapters and like made notes for him. Um, and uh, yeah, it probably took me like a whole freaking hour to do. Yeah, um, which means know, that I... would take me like three or
0: three hours or more probably. <laughs> You're not that slow Dude, of a reader. You said you read Hiroshima in two hours. It probably took me twelve.
1: <laughs> Did you actually read it? Yeah. Do you skim? Uh, Is that like? I mean, there's lots of parts I admit I fully skimmed. Okay. Like, it's not like I skimmed for pages at a time. It would just be like paragraphs or something, you know. Like,
0: yeah. I so I think so. I'm one of those people that can't read by sight. Really, like I look at it, but in my brain,
1: I have to say the word. You know what I mean? I do too, though. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, because the way like speed readers read is they tr- shut off that portion of the brain that yeah. that vocalizes the word. Right. And uh, I don't I don't know how to do that. And of course, there's like ways that you can practice. And there's even like that app. Like remember that there was that like Chrome plugin that you could do where it would allow you to read articles and it would flash words across the screen yeah. uh-huh. with like one Here. letter highlighted in red and like it naturally drew your eye to that center of the word where you could just you could actually, like, increase your words per minute, like, reading to, like, 500 or 600 words per minute. Yeah. Um, but you had to, like, just shut off your brain. Like, you couldn't... I know. And I have a hard time doing up. that in anything. <laughs> right. So I think that's yeah. why. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's... I do that, too, but when I'm skimming, I'm just glossing over for, like, keywords. You know what I mean? hmm Like, charred bodies open eyes, corpses across the street, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't, I won't say that I like, yeah, I definitely didn't skip pages and pages and pages, but sometimes, yeah, you know, because you I'm taking, the, you get the I'm gist taking of it. notes or whatever, so I'm like, yeah, I'm just like skimming through and then stopping and taking notes and skimming through and stopping and taking notes, and then, oh, here's a part that's like gripping, so I read it like verbatim, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. I don't know i um I st- I started kind of going back over it again yesterday just so i I could have it like fresh in my mind
0: i know i I need to reread my notes that I took, and I feel like it's gonna be a more difficult conversation than sapiens because sapiens was like so dense or not dense, dense but itself like...
1: to conversation i I don't know about you but i uh I had Google Maps open at the same time. Like while I was reading. I it. did
0: yeah, I did do that a couple of times, just to see kind of like where we were.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, was dude, like that park where they were all congregating was like a few Near blocks us. away from Hiroshima I know. Castle.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. So weird. And uh, I mean that's why I picked
1: it was Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like it was a good choice, dude. I really enjoyed it. And yeah. it was a little dry and clinical, but Yeah. That's because like the author himself, he's like, I just didn't wanna he's like, I didn't wanna fluff up like the extravagance of the situation yeah i wanted it to be flat and let the actual fucking you know the actual horror of it speak for itself right
0: yep which definitely
1: happened (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah let's uh anyways (laughs) we can save that for the other podcast but uh, yeah i know we're like going down on the book club already that's okay but, well, yeah, so NaNoWriMo did end, and, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, just because I got other people involved and was able to, like, kind of keep up that way, but uh, it was probably my least successful NaNoWriMo just because of, like, you know, how busy I've been this month. Mm-hmm. Um, how many words did you end up with? Uh, probably only about
0: 13,000 or so. That's pretty good, though. I mean, it's more than 20%. Uh, Yeah, I guess, I guess so. So That's one way go. of looking at it. <laughs> it's like twenty six to twenty eight percent somewhere in there. So you, over a quarter down. Anyways. That's
1: some very astute uh quick estimational math you have there.
0: Yeah. Well you gotta think about you know ten ten out of fifty is uh one fifth, which is twenty percent. If you got to fifteen that would be thirty percent uh that equates to three tenths. So you're kind of in in the middle there. I think actually, thirteen, you would have been exactly twenty
1: twenty six percent. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Mathematics minor, Taylor. Woo, okay, everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, here's a question for you, yeah. math related yeah. and therefore maybe slightly programming related. I've been curious about the discovery of pi for some time now. Uh huh. Like how it works. (laughs) Yeah. So like how on earth, like, so now, nowadays we can, you know, we can take pi down to like the 100th decimal place. Like we can Mm -hmm. freaking have an exact fraction of pi if we wanted to, but like back in the day, right? Like they couldn't do that. Right. Like they just,
0: I have no idea how they did that. And, like yeah, how it, did
1: they use pi in math without punching into a calculator three point <laughs> one four six seven five or whatever it is? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it it definitely
0: probably relates to geometry and like when they're or trigonometry when they're talking about like what constitutes a circle, you know, because like in trigonometry you me- you you typically measure in radians which a radian is just kind of another way of thinking about how many degrees are in a an, an arc angle. yeah an angle so like a circle is 360 degrees and that's actually the same as two pi r or two pi so double pi which, but it's like, okay, I understand that fact, but like... But they how they figured that out? How did they figure that out? I have no idea, dude. I actually, I watched this uh, video on YouTube one time where they, uh, I think it was in the UK somewhere, they printed off every, like, they printed off Pi and, and made the paper go for a mile. And yeah. I, I don't remember how many decimal points they went, but it was like a hundred thousand
1: or something. But pi the decimal point's gone forever, right? That's yeah, like it's what irrational. pi. Yeah. <clears throat> it's irrational. How so. did they like that's what I don't understand. Like, how did they incorporate those like irrational numbers without <laughs> being able to quantify it? Like Dude, I don't know. That's that's a topic worth investigating. I'm gonna post that on Explain Like I'm Five on Reddit maybe. That's a great idea. Yeah,
0: I don't it's know how some of
1: these, like,
0: um, unquestioned truths came about, you know? <laughs> but there's other I mean, numbers like that, too, you know? Like, the yeah. the golden ratio or whatever, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's like, what? I don't get that. It's definitely some advanced math that they they've done.
1: So. the golden ratio is that the fibonacci
0: i think it relates to that it's like the um the spiral yeah like the spiral if you take some measurement basically yeah it's the... like
1: if you if you just take a square and you half it each time yeah. and then you start the spiral there like that's yeah, the golden it, ratio it, yeah
0: like i think a lot of fractals have that or maybe all yeah. fractals have that in there somewhere i don't know they like i think we were talking about hunting the hidden dimension that documentary i think we were talking about that on the podcast where basically they show that like math is all around us like in nature and everything and like they talk about the golden ratio and how uh nature uses the golden ratio like all the time and that's kind of what like it looks so beautiful because it's actually Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, it's like what? Oh my god, this is crazy. I have no idea how any of this works, but science. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. That's great,
1: dude.
0: Yeah. Um. Dang. Okay. So we've touched on like a fraction of everything that that I wanted to talk about so far. So maybe we can do a little bit of a longer episode. Uh, a couple things that. So. As you guys probably know, I've been doing one game a month, and today is December 1st, so we're supposed to be getting a new theme today, for the theme of, for December, and I'm not quite done with my one game a month for November, I'm I'm nearing the finish line on that, I'm actually going to try to stream after our podcast, uh, the work that I have left on it, and then we'll jump into the other podcast, so I have a busy day ahead of me, but uh Yeah, I've been streaming one game a month, November, um, four to five times a week for the last several weeks, and it's been so awesome. The game that I'm working on is probably my favorite game I've made so far. Um, I spent a lot of time on the pixel art, uh, which has kind of revitalized my passion for pixel art. Not that, I mean, or... Maybe passion's a strong word because I'm so new to it, but it just made me realize how fun pixel art is again and how much yeah. I want to continue doing it yeah and getting better
1: you were showing me your game before the podcast, and um, I remember you posted the deer on like Twitter or something or instagram or and I was like damn that's a really good deer <laughs> Thanks. and uh then looking at your other podcast art that you incorpor- or podcast art pixel art that you incorporated in your game it's like God dang, dude, like way to go. Like some <laughs> of that stuff looks really legit.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been fun. And and part of it has just been like not being scared to try, you know, like I've been streaming all of this, which actually has just been amazing. Uh, it put, like it puts me on the spot and I just have to admit, like this might turn out really poorly, but it's OK. Like I'm new to this. That's the whole point of why I'm streaming is to show people who are new that, you know, you could probably do better than you think you can. Yeah. That's kind of part of the podcast, too. You know, it all just fits in with our whole message, basically. Yeah. But, like, so when I did the deer, I mean, everything that I've done so far, I basically just do Google image search for, like, in that case, deer, you know, and I look at an image of a deer and I try to just generally... Like use that as reference you know and so i tried maybe like three or four times of getting the right shapes and everything and it looked terrible but eventually i got kind of the right shape and then you just work with it and and get it going but so that's been really fun uh pixel art's been awesome I'm getting better at it i'm learning more about shading and uh, i i've done some isometric art in it which has been cha- very challenging actually i um not just doing like a flat image is kind of tricky uh but so i've i've learned a lot about pixel art um but also just like streaming has been amazing so when i when i started at the beginning of the month after doing uh one game a month uh october i finished that i was streaming like two times a week mostly for that and the game turned out fine I I didn't do any artwork or anything but the you know I did the darkness one and after that it just like came to this point where I realized I needed to spend more time on the games to make them better I also wanted to devote more time to game development which has been awesome like I was looking at my numbers uh for because I'm still tracking my time and I did hit over 400 hours this month. I'm at like 423 since tracking in May. And this last month, I got I hit almost 100 hours of game dev, which is just like I know it doesn't matter all that much, but it just like shows that I'm doing stuff, and it just feels really good. Um, and part of that is just because I wanted to like I wanted to start streaming, and I wanted to commit. Uh, more time to to game dev so i started streaming um for sure four days a week so monday through friday or monday through thursday 9 p.m to 11 p.m and oftentimes that would extend longer because people would be on and i'd be having a good time and i um, was just in flow you know not really paying attention to time and just getting stuff done so like last month when i was doing october I had like two to three people hanging out with me the whole time, which was great. I had like shout out to those people. Um, It was mostly this guy, Mikey TV, or I keep saying that Mikey t-shirt who's been with me from the beginning. And then Apothic TV also with me from the beginning. And those guys hang out with me like all the time. And it's just really encouraging and fun. And uh, yeah, just really cool. But then this month, like, I've been streaming so much that I met all of the affiliation requirements. I just had to up my viewership basically. And, uh, after doing the crass jam, I got hosted by crass with like 20 people on. And then more people started hosting me. This guy, uh new noise works. Who's also streaming all the time. He hosts me like every night with like five to 10 people. And, uh, It's just been cool, dude. So I I got affiliated like halfway through November, which was really awesome. Uh, Because now I can have people subscribe to my Twitch account. I have, um, you know, an emote that subscribers can use. People can start cheering for me and like sending me bits and stuff, which is cool. And uh, like hitting that affiliation and doing one game a month and having like somewhat decent looking art it's, like, drawn more people to it, to, to my stream, which has been really fun and just encouraging. Like, it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing, you know? And, uh, like, earlier this week, I had uh, Starlight Skies jumped on my stream and, like, shouted me out on Twitter and, like, a whole bunch of people hopped on. Like, for a while, I was, I was like, maintaining over 20 people in my Twitch stream, which was, like, crazy to me because normally I I was doing, like, two and three <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, it's just like the community is really supporting me and helping me uh get better at game dev and just like oh dude, it's just been so awesome and like dude, now like now after having these guys kind of like host me and everything, I haven't been getting hosted the last couple of days, but I have enough followers like I'm nearing a hundred that I usually have like ten to twenty people in my stream most days like at, at most nice. times which is just like so encouraging and cool like my confidence has shot up this month and it's all because i just decided to be more consistent and spend more time doing things and uh yeah dude it's just been really great um
1: i don't know <laughs> i kind of rambled on there no, but dude, that's great. That's what it's all about. That's what we set out to do with this podcast. And we're finally starting to realize it is, you know, we haven't quite, uh, we haven't quite been podcasting year. We got a little ways to go, but, but, um, we're starting to like realize our, our goals that we set out to do. Yeah. Um, which well, is like really, really great. And the community is really great. And, uh, and sort of, I don't know, you know, it's great. Yeah, well, and
0: that, it's just, like, so Starlight Sky, she has, like, four to 5,000 followers. We freaking yeah. watched her. She was a, a panelist on the Enjoy De- Game Dev Conference. Yeah. And it's, like, the fact that she, like, took the time to watch me stream and, like, get to know me and shout me out, I'm, like, she invited me to her new Discord and, like we we can have a conversation now it's just like really humbling and cool you know people are so supportive and it makes me want to do this even more you know and hopefully like we can do that for people and i i think we are in a way like so over the last couple weeks we've gotten an email from a listener and a tweet from another listener just talking about the difference we've made for them, which is so cool. So we got this email and I hope he doesn't mind us uh, sharing. We got an email from Joshua Rankin and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically his email, he, he has a too long, didn't read. It says, you guys got me out of my game dev slump slash funk with your podcast and you're awesome. And he basically just goes on to explain that over the years he's always kind of wanted to make games and he had started making games and just you know had some some troubles finding motivation and getting stuck in his job that he didn't really want to do and um and so when he discovered our podcast it kind of like helped him get out of his funk which like we had another email from somebody few months back that had a very similar story and it's like oh god it just like it embodies everything that we're talking about it feels so good i
1: read that and i was just like i was like yes dude like he gets it
0: yeah so joshua like thank you man for listening thank you for writing us um it's really encouraging to hear from all of you guys and hearing that we're making a positive impact on you because like me and Rhett like we honestly we we just like talk we just wing it every week uh <laughs> and we're we're new to this whole thing so we don't know what we're doing but the fact that people are taking encouragement and positivity from the podcast just like reinforces everything and it it's really like given my life meaning over this last year like me and Rhett were talking about this a little bit we texted each other uh over the last couple weeks and it was, it's just like outside of going to Japan like game devs quest has been the best thing that's happened to me this whole year. Like I've I've struggled on my own over the last couple of years to find that meaning and stick with something like I, I want to progress my career. I want to be a better programmer, but I've realized after this year that if I try to do that all on my own, it's going to lead to nowhere. Cause that's what's happened in the past every time. And this year, like, me and Rat joining up and doing this together and meeting all of you guys and now, like, Twitch streaming, hosting game jams, actually producing games. Like, confidence-wise, I've shot up and just, like, enjoyment-wise. Like, my life has meaning now. And it's all thanks to starting this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool, man. And so... I just want to keep doing this as long as I can and I don't know man. I I Good. appreciate I appreciate it, Rhett. I know like oftentimes we don't even talk about game dev, but <laughs> it's just that consistent consistency
1: and uh and keeping up with it. Well, if we can get, you know, if we can release a reminder to everybody that like you know you should be thinking about game dev and we can release it once a week then i think we're doing it okay <laughs> you know an okay job i i think it's like it's it's a reminder for us and it's like an accountability thing and um and yeah i mean really we're just like two dudes and it's like we do have lives outside of game dev so it is fun i think to like Be able to show people how, like, certain interests and certain experiences and certain things like that can all translate into, like, the same goal that we all want, which is to, like, pursue game dev in some way. Yeah. You know? And and there's more to game dev than just any one skill. There's more to game dev than just coding. Right. You know? Like, if you're an artist, you can still work in game dev if you're a writer you can still work in game dev if you're a musician or a sound designer or any of this type of stuff if you have any sort of artistic flair you don't just have to know how to code of course it helps it makes you more valuable but um yeah there's lots of there's lots of doorways out there and we just like want people to know that it's like if you're just starting you're not you're absolutely not alone and i think we've done that and the community uh the established community has like certainly embraced us and we've embraced them and we're oh, we're we're always there new listener if you want a hand up all you got to do is tweet us and uh and we'll help you out we'll pitch you some resources if you if you can't find them on our website um i mean we always i mean lots of people have have taken to the Udemy course that we've used yeah. which is fantastic <laughs> such a good resource great and uh that'll get you going in unity or whatever you want so yeah
0: Yeah, so really, like, shout out to you guys, shout out to the game dev community, Um, I want to shout out all the people who hang out on my stream, Mike T-Shirt, Apothic TV, Geki, Starlight Skies, Crass, Manbeard Games, everyone, man, I'm getting a lot of cool people on there, Red is awesome, I don't see you on my stream, though. (laughs) I I can only go on every once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good, I'll just, like, lurk. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's uh that's mostly what people do anyways. They hop on and they chat for a few minutes and then they lurk. But hey, oftentimes like I do this too now when I'm not streaming and I'm doing game dev, I just hop on somebody's stream and it's like yeah, you know, you're part of the it's community like, and you're supporting yeah. them and uh, it's just a
1: fun chat room at that point, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Um and that's totally cool. It's uh well what what was funny is so in twitch you can raid people or you can host people so like if i'm streaming and i type a forward slash raid and then do red is awesome and you're streaming um, people can hop on my raid they can like click a button that says join raid and then after like one minute or something all of us just like get transported into your room and it notifies you that you're uh being raided and so (laughs) i tried doing that like three or four times this week and normally by the end of my stream i have like somewhere around 10 people watching and uh so i i do a raid and it's like me and maybe one or two people <laughs> so i think that's like proof that people most people just lurk yeah um but then if you host it's like like last night i hosted this guy um oh what's his name revenant everest or something like that uh i hosted him instead of lurking and i had 10 people and it's like boom like now you're being hosted with 10 more viewers and he had like six people on and now all of a sudden he has 16 it's like huge confidence boost like that ha- that's happened to me so many times over the last like two weeks and like when you get hosted or rated and like a bunch of people come on like krassenstein hosted me one time and he had like 25 people it's like holy crap he brought a classroom you know <laughs> it's just so it's just a huge boost but i mean
1: Anyways, I digress. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so yeah, what what else do you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. I started listening
0: to a podcast called Game Design Zen. Yeah, which has been pretty good. It's uh, it follows this guy who's been in the industry for a really long time and. uh, he gives all kinds of tips on becoming a better game developer, and a lot of it is kind of like soft skills and uh, make, like ways to build a portfolio or how to communicate better and things like that. Oh, that's great. And it's, uh, it's a good podcast. I, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely, it feels like a self-help kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't get into like the specifics of learning Unity or whatever like that, but it's really helpful. And uh, he had this one episode that was about building your portfolio, and it, it made me feel really good about myself just because everything he suggested, I'm already doing for the most part. <laughs> so, I don't know. A lot of positivity there. He's trying to help people. So, if you guys want another podcast to listen to and you're caught up to date on Game Devs Quest, check out Game Designs then. It's pretty good. Sweet. Um, What else? I don't know, man. I actually, I mean, there's been lots of stuff that have come into my head over the last couple of weeks, but I mean, honestly, it's mostly just been streaming and one game a month for me. So I'm looking forward to finish the game and seeing what next month's theme is. And uh... oh, the other thing that I did want to talk about, I mean, we can do it off air, but we should start, start planning a date for the next One Mechanic Game Jam.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing actually. And we could talk about it after the show, I think, just so that uh we don't tip our hand too much. Yeah. But uh yeah, I I definitely want to do another one. Um I, we keep getting like such amazing um you know, uh turnout for it and like really amazing submissions. Mhm. So uh I, and people have said that they would participate in another OMG Jam. So OMG Jam 3. Oh M G Jam 3. three, three. There. Um. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, there are some political things I wouldn't mind talking about, but we can hold off. You know, net yeah. neutrality. Today, yeah, there. Are, uh, Michael, uh fr- that, that is one thing we can talk about.
1: <laughs> we can talk about net neutrality really quick uh, because I think no matter where you. S- which side of the aisle you might sit on. I think if you're listening to this podcast, if you enjoy game dev, uh, I think that net neutrality is probably pretty important to you. I would Um, hope so. (laughs) And uh, yeah, there is, there is something that a lot of people, for some reason, they don't know. And to me, it was kind of a wake-up call, like, recently. For some reason, you know, it's like I'm definitely aware that I, I have two senators, um, you know, in, in Congress that represent me. But you also have a representative from your district. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you care about net neutrality, you should be contacting those three people. Yep. Um, you should find out who your representative is, that represents the district in which you live, and you should give them a phone call, write an email, um, be professional, be courteous, be respectful, but get your point across that you value net neutrality. Um, you can use a really great resource. You can go to govtrack.us. Uh, we'll include the link in the show notes, and you can find out you know, from wherever you're connected who your Representatives in Congress are. We all have three. Um, And I think it's important that you contact all three of them to remind them how important net neutrality is. And however, I have also read recently that the FCC is throwing out any moral arguments for net neutrality. They only want legal arguments. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I wrote the FCC,
0: but just because, like, I think the more the better probably like the more you the more you talk to people in power the better even if they're gonna be immoral and throw your stuff away
1: (laughs) yep yeah i agree um Um, but just food for thought like you know if you can think of some sort of legal claim to net neutrality which i'm sure there are hundreds um you should take that route instead of the impassioned plea um you know about you know the first the first plea i made was about how much the internet serves underprivileged populations they don't um, they don't care it, <laughs> no they don't care and that's a <laughs> <laughs> right that's why um, they
0: want to get rid of net neutrality is so that they can yeah. force people who vote against those in yeah. power we are even facing, farther down
1: um we're facing probably like the biggest sort of like class schisms uh, in a long long time Yeah. and uh, net neutrality is uh, well just the free internet in general it's one of those things that I think like I said it gives a leg up to underprivileged underserved populations Uh, you can start a small business and be successful because of the internet you can start a podcast and be successful because of the free internet Um, yeah you can learn anything you want basically because you can learn game internet.
0: dev yeah i mean you know? like i i i often think about how the internet has changed my life ever since net neutrality came up and like imagine imagine going back to january of 2017 and being like oh man i want to learn game development but like you have to pay extra to access udemy or something yeah. or it's it's blocked oh you want by educational materials
1: that's your, the the $20 educational package. You have to pay $20 a month. Yeah. I mean, and like, for me,
0: uh, well, I'm a cheapskate, I guess. So maybe I wouldn't do that. And then I would just sit in medi- mediocrity my whole life, which is what they want. I mean,
1: yeah, they, they don't do. want to it empower to be... people.
0: That's why the freaking tax plan that's going through is going to tax, uh, uh, graduate students on the income that they don't pay for or on yeah. on the tuition they don't pay for like yeah. oh let's discourage people from getting educated so that we can stay in power
1: yep. it's it's so obvious the tax plan it's not a tax plan it's a straight-up heist we yeah. are being robbed by the people that we put in power to protect our interests it, it's so, like you
0: just feel like the you're the war is being waged against you on all fronts. Like whoever thought that the internet would be under attack. Like, do we want to end up like China or something where, or North Korea, where you, where you don't have access to free information to be able to like voice your opinions and connect with other people. Like imagine how crappy Twitch would be if you had to pay for it. In addition (laughs) to your ISP's cost. Yep. It's so garbage. I can't even believe that this is the America we live in.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty appalled by it every time. Uh I recently was like kind of thumbing through Fahrenheit 451 again and it's just like how relevant that is. Mhm. Um and and it is it's relevant to not just like, you know, not just one side of the aisle. I mean, both sides of the aisle have their failings oh, yeah. in protecting our interests. So um, you know, we don't like to get political on the podcast, and so we'll try to well, avoid it as best we can. But yeah. Net neutrality is an issue that affects everyone. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's going to affect you. You're not going to be able to listen to this podcast um, as easily as you might have been uh, in the free net. So,
0: Right. We, we can't afford to pay Comcast to allow our service to come through. So who knows? Maybe if you go to airpodcast.com... It's gonna suck because they limit the bandwidth. <laughs> you know, like yep. that's that's what net neutrality is—the ability for is or it, it takes away the ability for ISPs to tell you what you can and can't do on the internet.
1: Yeah. And um, and you know, again, I don't I don't want to get political, but here's the thing: I, I keep hearing it time and time again. Every time I bring up net neutrality to people, there are these specific minded types of people that go well that's just capitalism like that's going to make more competition it's like what what planet do you live on we live on up these people do not care about you they only care about their bottom line they care about their pocketbooks you are nothing but a money symbol to them if if they could they would they would sedate you and put you into a freaking slaughterhouse as long as that they could get your debit card out of your pocket before they did it they do not care about you. You are yeah. a money symbol. This is, does not protect free enterprise in the slightest. Yeah. Comcast has a freaking protected monopoly, for God's sake. Yep. that's not capitalism. Yeah, dude, we're po- we're past we're past a free market
0: at this point. Like, it's not. You want a free market? You need to protect net neutrality. Yep. What, look at all the smaller businesses that rely on the internet that are going to just get boned for it. Yeah. That's yeah, why small like,
1: businesses like Amazon wouldn't be able to exist. <laughs> well, Amazon, Amazon well, will be able to exist, but the next Amazon won't be able to exist. Is what I mean. You know, like yeah. you won't be able to grow from that small garage-based company that sells books to Amazon. Yep. You you won't be able to grow that big because you won't be able to afford it. Look, yeah, dude. that's all I got to say on the issue. And yeah. um, go, go, go voice find your opinion. Your, if yeah, you don't, find your representatives, go to govtrack.us, find your representatives, call them, leave respectful voice messages. Um, yeah.
0: Don't threaten them like
1: yeah, people are absolutely doing. Absolutely
0: not. I mean, I understand the anger, but you can't go down to that level. Otherwise, it's just more fodder for them, basically. And
1: think about how gratifying it will be to win without having... S- s- cussed out the people that we're trying to beat so keep your head call them leave a respectful voicemail um write a professional respectful email tell them that you value net neutrality and hope that they listen to their constituents so (sighs) yep that's all we can do and that's keep our fingers crossed i mean it's going to be a long battle even if they do vote to repeal net neutrality yeah, it's going to be lawsuits hearings everywhere counter hearings and lawsuits and which is so good all hope that's isn't all, lost. yeah
0: not all yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but um yeah i don't know man <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about or can we just... no
0: man let's wrap it up uh thanks again guys for hanging out with us we really appreciate all of you guys listening and interacting with us and uh, all that all that jazz. Keep fighting, whether it's net neutrality f- fighting for it or whether it's just pushing through, learning game dev, drawing, making music, whatever it is. Keep pushing through. This year has been amazing for me. I've grown in so many ways. And if you guys keep pushing, you'll grow too. We'll grow with you. So uh, hit us up on Twitter at dev's Quest. Email us at gdq at airpodcast.com. Also, if any of you have emailed us, we email back, but sometimes I'm confused as to whether or not it actually sent because of the email service we're using. So if you've emailed us and you haven't gotten a response, if you don't mind sending us a tweet um letting us know that you didn't get a response, I'm happy to go back and resend or retype or yeah. whatever like i like we try to respond to everybody, so yeah, so hopefully that's all sending through. I just want to make sure uh what else right you can has, hit us up on twitch twitch.tv forward slash game devs quest my twitch um since i'm streaming more now is twitch.tv forward slash taylord that's spelled seven a y l o r d i think i got that right <laughs> uh yeah. i i've been streaming close to five days a week so it'd be awesome to have you guys
1: hang out with me um yeah. And you can give us a like on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash airpodcast. However, we're not very active over on Facebook because our listeners aren't very active uh, with us on Facebook. So we haven't been using it. At, it is sort of like a home base for all of the Air Podcast podcasts, um, which, you know, if you do enjoy – Game Devs Quest. You might enjoy some of the other ones. Uh, there's about to be another Air Podcast uh, family member. Uh, that's our book club. So if you're interested in that, like you can always check out our website for those details. That's AirPodcast.com, um, and we'll be posting announcements and things on Twitter because uh, I think we're. You know, I- we're both very excited about it, yeah. uh, and we hope you guys are too. Like you know, game dev's quest uh, sometimes is about acquiring knowledge, and then sometimes to do that, you gotta crack a book. So we hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we do. Um, and if uh, you guys feel like it, if you feel so inclined, uh, rates and reviews on iTunes are like they're like the currency of the podcast world, and we survive on them. And if you like our podcast, sometimes rating and reviewing is much better. And, uh, you know, much better for both of us, really, in terms of getting the word out there. Somebody might uh, take a review and a nice rating um, to heart when they're looking for a new podcast. More than just, like, telling your buddies, right? How many times have you told your buddies about a great podcast and it took them months, you know, to to chime in on it? And finally they pretend like they like it more than you, those (laughs) bastards. Um, Which, by the way, uh, we did get another
0: review. It's our second. Uh, I think this might be Manbeard Games under his other... uh handle but this is from (laughs) (laughs) this is from dart Valence. uh he says came for the quest stayed for the rest great fun podcast conversation is supernatural between two friends beginning a game development journey super space natural not supernatural you know but uh (laughs) 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 thanks dart Valence, for the uh review (laughs) we really appreciate (laughs) it yeah that that means a lot and uh
1: happy you're enjoying it so Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it all. And I think with that, it's been a week. Yeah, cue it, man. (laughs) I'm Rhett. I'm Taylor. Have a good week. Cue that music. Yeah.